With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. The conversation continues with Rick Munn and Natalie Cheel on today's News Talk. TNT Radio. Woohoo! Happy Friday! It is the 22nd of December 2023. And of course, it's close to Christmas. Uh, but it's Rick's last show of the year mm. as well. Uh, we are off uh, Monday to Wednesday. But don't worry, me and Gemma are back on Thursday, uh, the 28th, and Friday, the 29th next week to entertain you so don't miss that now i did have some normal earrings coming onto the show and uh gemma has convinced me to put some special reindeer uh earrings on just to be festive and just so rick can continue to call me christmas uh controlled opposition uh but that's the way it is you're gonna have to put up with it today and we thought we'd do a bit of a special show today a bit light-hearted uh rick's last day so we're gonna do uh, like roundup of the crazy world of 2003, a kind of TNT open line award ceremony uh, just for you. But what would also really, really like anyone in the online chat, can we get your suggestions? Can we get your contributions as we go along? Because as I've always said for the last uh, year, that you are the most important thing, not us as much as we do like to talk. So these are the awards that will be coming up. Most memorable uh, story of the year, grifter of the year, villain of the year, hero of the year, most shocking event of the year, funniest online chat contributor of the year and most loyal online chat contributor of the year and to end if we can get through them all hopefully we will most cringe worthy moment of the year uh, and a few light-hearted stories just before we go to Gemma we did mention yesterday about Andre the giant I felt it was very important to confirm this story I did say there was a uh, incident and a story that had come up previously about him on a plane I did do my research and go and check and this uh, was the headline that I felt was very important to share with you this was from a, a few years back obviously I don't believe he's alive anymore but it reads wrestling giant uh, uh, legend Andre the Giant left passengers gagging puking and crying after having the world's biggest poo on a plane true story go look it up uh that's just just one for you this morning and uh if you haven't seen it it is an absolute classic and uh, rick said he hasn't seen the princess bride is one of the best christmasy type family films you could possibly go watch so make sure you go watch it with andre the giant over christmas and uh, this story was a genuine one in the daily mail and rick did did say he didn't want to cover it but uh, uh he doesn't have to talk about it i just thought it was worth a brief mention this morning so talk about fear-mongering. Uh, the headline reads in the Daily Fail, of course, it couldn't be any other paper. Be warned, men. Doctors say you are more likely to fracture your penis at Christmas. Medics analyse hospital data of more than 3,000 men who suffered this awful injury. Uh, daily incidents of fracture over Xmas rose from 0.78 uh, from 0.54. So be very, very 
careful out there, guys. You've got a deadly respiratory virus to try to contend with. And uh, yeah, be careful not to have any accidents because you might just end up in the National Homicide Service over Christmas. <laughs> and I don't think many people want to be there with a fractured penis. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, that's, that's done for now. Don't go away. We've got to introduce my wonderful colleagues, Gemma and Rick, here at TNT Radio. Bringing you a worldview. I like to hear what's going on around the world. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Uh, morning, Rick. I went wrong about Andre the Giant, was I? No, you weren't wrong about Andre the Giant, but that fractured penis story, it's anatomically impossible to actually do that because, there, you know, without being too crude, there is no bone in there that you can actually break. And even if there was... But read my, the article! My, well, no, listen, but listen, set all that aside, 3,000 men a year do this. I have to ask myself a question. Number one, that figure seems a little bit high, but number two, what must they have been doing to actually fracture, in inverted it's, commas, their bits and bobs it, in the first it place? Does I'm say a bit in the, it does, I'm a bit skeptical it does about say this in the one, article. Natalie, I'm not going to lie. It does say in the article, and I did once watch Grey's Anatomy um, episode, that if you have very vigorous... Um, I won't say the word, but you can you can gather it. It is possible to have that injury. So uh, just be careful. That's all I'm going to say. You know, that's my fear mongering for the year. My doom mongering. <laughs> be very careful with your Christmas sex over, over the holiday season. <laughs> yeah, be careful out there. And respect each other as well, because if the guy is in the hospital uh, after injuring himself doing the dirty deed, I could only imagine what uh, state the partner is in as well. Maybe they don't get admitted either. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, be careful out there, people, and be responsible in every area of your life over the Christmas yeah. <laughs> period. Yeah, Gemma, we don't want to be in uh, uh, in hospital anytime over Christmas, do we? No, absolutely not. I think that's the last place you want to even be yep. considering going over the winter period because, you know, the doctors are on strike and uh, and there's a waiting time of 10 hours to get in on an ambulance. So just leave yeah. yourself alone. Don't touch yourself. Don't do anything. <laughs> don't touch anybody else. Leave the <laughs> penis where it is and we'll all have a nice Christmas, <laughs> won't we? <laughs> Brilliant. And, and you've got a breaking story, Gemma, haven't you, for us this morning? Absolutely. Now, now, every once in a while, a story comes along in my career. It must be serious here. We cover breaking news here on TNT. It's today's news talk. Uh, and I think really this story that, that has come across my radar this morning, it's breaking news here in the UK. It literally is one of the biggest stories I have ever seen. I mean, there are photographs accompanying this story, and I, I strongly urge you to go online and have a look and see exactly what I'm talking about. It's a huge story, and the story is that the world-famous life-size Tyrannosaurus Rex at the world-famous Natural History Museum in London, England, has had a Christmas jumper knitted for it, and he is wearing it. I am kidding you not. Now, I know Mike Ryan from TNT News, he told me, it's breaking news, Gemma, it's breaking news. Well, this story is breaking, Mike, and it is in the news. And I tell you what, this Tyrannosaurus Rex could not look happier. It's a beautiful red jumper, he's got a Christmas hat to go with it, and it's gone up overnight. And this morning, delighted children going into the Natural History Museum in London, England, are looking at a T-Rex, life-size, with a Christmas jumper on. Now, it's been made by Jack Masters, a family firm based in Leicester in the Midlands. It takes 12 hours to complete this, which each stage from patterning till knitting the, uh, the panels takes around four hours each. 
But when it comes to the sleeves, they don't take any time at all because, of course, the T-Rex has got little, little teeny arms. Aww. And a spokesperson for the company said, Jenny, uh, Jenny Billington, she said, oh, when it comes to his arms, it's like knitting sleeves for a two-year-old. Anyway, the final thing weighs 3.5 kilograms, just shy of half a stone. They then rush down to London in the middle of the night to fit the jumper on the dinosaur while the museum is shut and everybody is in bed. And they finish it off with a giant Christmas hat. And the team, they love him. They say, we've all become quite attached to the T-Rex. They've been knitting this jumper for the last three years. And they say, we go down and we visit him whenever we can. And plans for next year's Christmas jumper 2024 are already underway. There we go. Breaking news. Breaking news here. CNC Radio. And T-Rexes are known for their big smiles. You know, anytime, if you ever went and seen an unhappy dinosaur, if you've ever been to a museum, they've always got a grin on their face. Uh, There's none (laughs) of them crying or scowling even. Even the T-Rex with his little short arms has always got a big toothy grin, probably because he's eyeing people up if he was still alive, looking at all the people parading past him or her and thinking, oh, I could just scoff the lot of them right down. So yeah, imagine that. Uh, they went out of their way to try and make things nice for uh, the museum at Christmas. And you know what? Listen, whether or not uh, you're into Christmas or you celebrate Christmas or you would rather it just didn't happen at all, even today, there's a little buzz in the air, I think, right across the world as people uh, do try and uh, look forward to at least a few days off during this uh, crazy time of year, let's be honest about it. It's supposed to be the happiest time of the year, and every- but everything's not perfect. A lot of people are struggling struggling at the minute and even during this show as well today Jim and that I think what we're trying to do is make people uh give them a little bit of something to laugh about uh over the Christmas period or at least for this hour too because you know what uh you know it's good it's good for us to to, to get G'd up in this way and it's good for people to hear stories like that as well I think yeah Absolutely. And I just want to say I was more about that breaking story rather than Christmas or even the dinosaur. I think it's amazing that people are still knitting uh, to actually find people in the UK that are still able to use that skill. I think it's something, you know, we talk about people on their smartphones all the time. Um, I reckon knitting is going to be a skill that's completely like gone in about 20 years, won't it, Gemma, with the way things are going? Well, I think it's seeing a resurgence. I do think crafting oh, is good. massive, isn't it, here in the UK? People go to craft clubs, knitting, crocheting. Good. I mean, you know, these guys may spark a whole thing. You know, people dress their pets up, don't they, at Christmas? I'm not an advocate <laughs> of that. I don't think the pets like it. But people knit jumpers for their dogs and their cats. If you can even get a cat to wear a jumper, good luck with that one. But if you can get yeah. a T-Rex to wear a jumper, pretty much, you know, you can get... It's Christmas. It's a Christmas miracle, isn't it? T-Rex and a Christmas jumper and a hat. Let's hope it does spark a resurgence in those massively traditional crafts. Yeah, you're right. I, I I have a funny story as well here. Um, it's not Christmas related, but this might make you laugh too because we're trying to keep things a little bit upbeat here this morning. This is about Ozzy Osbourne. And of course, this week we've been focusing on ACDC and rock music, trying to convert Natalie into a classic rock from the 80s and 90s. But Ozzy Osbourne, who used to be the singer for Black Sabbath before they booted him out, and then he found massive success uh, as a solo artist. Uh, this is about him quitting acid. Okay, so he's been a habitual drug user all his life, but he quit acid a long, long time ago. And this is why he said Ozzy Osbourne gave up taking acid uh, after the recording of Black Sabbath's album, Volume 4. He said, I took 10 tabs of acid, then went for a walk in a field. He said, I ended up standing there talking to a horse for about an hour. (laughs) He said, and at the end of the conversation, the horse turned round and told me to F off. He said, I never did acid again. 
after that. <laughs> so that's one way uh, of coming off drugs. Uh, so fair play to Aussie for that. And that poor horse having to sit listening to him rambling on. And of course, he was infamous for biting the heads of small birds and bats. Uh, he famously let oh. off a flock of doves. Yeah, live. He, he, he got his first solo record deal and he went into the uh, uh, in, uh, record company's executive offices completely drunk uh, with Sharon Osborne, his wife, and he had doves uh, underneath his coat that he planned to open his coat and let them all fly out as an act of, you know, you know, release. But one of them, he was so drunk, one of them landed on the shoulder and he took it uh, and bit its head off and spat it out onto the oh. table and horrified, horrified the record company executives. But the marketing person was there and said, hey, this is possibly the best thing that could happen for us. Imagine the publicity he could get. And he also bit the head of a dead bat someone threw up on stage once oh. and ended up having to get a terrible course of rabies shots because obviously it was a dead bat. So anyway, that's Aussie, known for doing crazy things, also famously snorted a line of ants as a dare, not cocaine, ants. Someone actually lined up some ants and he snorted them as well. But anyway, not very festive, but that's uh, Aussie. <laughs> and he's still he's still knocking about today. I, I, don't I was know just gonna, I was just gonna say. I know Gemma's got a shout out, so I'll put it straight to her. But mm. I don't often stay, hear stories about the Osbournes. But I read, I uh, saw a, a quick one this this week about that when they were really mad with Ozzy, Sharon Osbourne on the toilet thing used to say that she used to actually have a poo and put it in his weed bag, and then he used to chase her around the house with the weed and the poo. So there you go, uh, keeping toilet humour all the way through the show today, Gemma. Uh, back to you. Watch your shout out. Oh, God, just as well. This is only once a year, isn't it? I think the way that our kind of shows an in insight into our inner characters. But um, gutter, I do want to give... radio today. Got a radio. Got a radio. You know, it's Christmas. Yeah. Why Mike, not? It's Christmas. It's... Please forgive us our Christmas sins, Mike and Jenny. It's once a year. It's once a year. Yeah. I do want to give a shout out as it is Christmas. Um, you know, I think where these guys are having breakfast down at a yard uh, in North Somerset this morning, just outside of Clevedon. And it really is a microcosm of where we are in society. Um, you've got a mix of people, all with different views, all coming together for a big, massive Christmas breakfast. And two people there have done so much to help the freedom movement here in North Somerset. And they've really helped our underground speakeasy venue. So I want to give a massive shout out to Joe aka the Hoff and Sonic aka Carl for everything you've done and all the help you've given to our little uh, underground venue in North Somerset I also want to give a shout out to Grant and the two Ollies who never rolled up their sleeves and got a jab well done guys I also want to give a massive supportive shout out to those that did go under the uh, experimental procedure and now have regrets and will never have any more that's Bob and Pete and Ali and Claire we're here for you we will support you and everyone else Dino Keith and Donald that are there today who share very different views for us but we can still all get on like grown-ups have a wicked christmas breakfast guys sorry i can't be there merry christmas to all of you and i'll see you very very soon mm. oh that's Good lovely show. yeah merry christmas from us too rick you can give a christmas yep. shout out as well yep. merry christmas to you guys as well yeah thanks Gemma um that that uh me and Gemma are actually going to be back like I said for Thursday and Friday mm -hmm. so don't worry uh we're still to, we're still yet to come uh but uh very exciting uh for the new year as well 2004 uh is going to be a very very exciting time for TNT radio uh and uh Rick's going to be Rick's going to be back then as well so uh good, goodbye Gemma for now oh I don't feel, I don't feel like I don't want you to go today <laughs> it's, it's all too much fun uh, but uh, don't, now uh, don't go away because we have our award ceremony to come next at TNT Radio.
You should hear what Ross Cameron is talking about. I see there's a new trend taking place, sweeping uh, the internet of what they're calling sort of technology naked walks, where you go for a walk without your iPhone, without uh, a headset, and just alone with your thoughts. Apparently some people are finding it quite emotionally taxing, but subsequently liberating. Uh, certainly I find if I get into a motor vehicle with a teenager, it's a matter of seconds uh, before there is a request for uh, usually the latest uh, Taylor Swift song or some other form of electronic stimulus. We are generation apparently trained uh, for a very short concentration span and a desperate need for um, digital company. Ross Cameron on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. The light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. thelightpaper.co.uk it's time to switch on today's news talk radio. Very entertaining. TNT. Yeah, welcome back. Oh, it's exciting to see little Carol's there for the last mm. Christmas show of the year. And guess what she said? She's a knitter. And uh, Holly's agreed. Uh, little Carol's our knitter in the uh, online chat. And uh, now we're here to start our uh award ceremony uh but before uh we go to that lisa did mention what will be happening monday tuesday wednesday um it's the christmas break here at tnt uh, radio the presenters will have a break and i believe it's like a best of compilation um from the rest of the year going on but all live service is going to resume thursday friday so that's just for your information so the very first question i'll uh put it over to you i've already i've already thought of one but there's uh lots of uh suggestions and hopefully we'll keep seeing them in the online chat most memorable story of the year rick well for me it was just because uh it was crazy to talk about this and to see the reception on the live chat and also the interaction amongst us too it wasn't anything to do with geopolitics it wasn't anything to do with war it wasn't anything to do with ai or cbdc or scandal or corruption and mazzy i think it was mazzy referred back to this story in the live chat yeah. she remembered it as well uh, it i was, was going to say the same the, le the <laughs> legendary <laughs> case of explosive diarrhea in a mid-air flight. Some reprobate uh, couldn't make it to the <laughs> toilet, so he must have been running up and down the aisles, literally with his ass exploding everywhere, showering people with his diarrhea uh, in mid-flight, vomiting ensued everywhere. And I think we made the reference to the film Stand By Me, where the big fat kid eats all the pies and he vomits over everyone. It was almost like that in reverse on this uh, mid-air flight. So yeah, for me, sadly, uh, that was my most memorable yeah. story of the year. In fact, I'm not joking, Natalie. If I live to be an old age, to be an old man, I'll still remember that story right up until the point it, that I die and obviously it's left a, it's left a lasting impression with some of our live chat members uh, for, for me though because as well as you know like the film Snakes on a Plane it will always be diarrhea on a plane for me I'll never be able to view it any other way and yeah it's it, it's the, it was just too too many laughs 
And uh, I did say there were some other ones. I said uh, there there was the the uh, gnome story uh, that that, mm. if, that you put a uh, gnome outside, you might be attacked. Uh, uh, robbers right. might come and uh, attack you. That was another one from the Daily Mail. They had a, a red ants infestation and even a bed bug. Uh, a scare story and of course maybe the most memorable moment or story really is me joining tnt in march mm. uh, but no it, it's got it has to be there was only one winner uh mm. diarrhea on a plane uh we're not going to forget that one rick and uh, yeah, do you agree you... do you agree in the live chat of course this uh, is our no. just our take on this but this is open by the way for everybody that's listening in at the minute uh if you have an alternative story that you particularly remember that we have covered here not so much and uh, that you've heard anywhere else but that you've heard natalie and i cover uh over the last what nine months now since she uh pointed out she's been in tnt now for nine months and by the way well done for making it uh towards <laughs> the end of the year and about to move into your um, second year so you must be doing something right but let us know yeah. in the live chat uh, what your alternatives and that are. And, you know, uh, the, the vast majority of what we do cover here, you know, we try and cover six or seven, maybe eight stories over the course of an hour when we're doing this. Try and keep it uh, very, try and keep it from all parts of the world, try and keep it covering all topics. But for our own sanity's sake, sometimes we have to throw these crazy stories in. And don't forget the other one. What was it? The guy who was caught uh, urinating at the side of the road by someone walking up and tapping him on the shoulder. Uh, that was one <laughs> <Yes>. that we covered, <laughs> covered recently as well. So, yeah, there's been no shortage of these uh, He got these dumb crap for littering, yeah. These crappy stories. Over, over, yeah. Or urination littering over the course of year, but please, yes, do let us know. Um, also, yes, you've been in here now. That's another thing uh, worth thinking about. Uh, hard to believe it's been nine months uh, since you started back in March. You know, you dived in, uh, not really knowing what they expect, and uh, but you've been coming on here since pretty much the start of TNT. You were on with me nearly yeah, every was. Friday I, I, uh, on Locked and Loaded. I started in the first, uh, uh, the January, the, mm -hmm. that you started the year mm -hmm. before I did a Friday show and, and basically mm -hmm. did one most of it most of that year so I've been around hanging around mm -hmm. and now and now it was you've a two, got to it was stick a two hour show. play every day yeah yeah exactly. and it was a two-hour show as well because back then uh, I had a four-hour slot in the mornings and some guests uh, I doubled up on so the first time Natalie came on from memory uh, you yeah. were on for two hours and I have a little blue uh, paperback diary I think with the exact date on it but I'm pretty sure it was right back at the start of TNT in January 2022 so technically actually although you've been on air uh, working for nine months as a member yeah. of staff you've actually been uh, here right from the get-go as have very very many of the people that are listening to us right now yeah. uh, in the live yeah, chat as well so have. big respect to them and you too uh, for sticking it out uh, this month. with me as well with me you've stuck me for nearly two years so thank you for that <laughs> I, I deserve an award for that alone you do? but there you go yeah. Uh, yeah we'll fit one more in before uh, the yeah. headlines uh, this one's a good one grifter of the year they're out there particularly in the freedom movement i've um i've got some uh contenders uh before i say uh, my winner and i'll put it over to rick uh andrew bridgen of course recently this week has left the reclaim party after uh, uh abstaining his vote for the ceasefire uh, and asking for lots of money uh for a case against uh matt hancock uh, we've got Lawrence Fox and Calvin Robinson. Wow, those two uh, for GB News. They can they can grift as good as the rest of them. And of course, you've got James Melville and Co on X. Uh, they 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 like they like a good grift. 
but I haven't said my winner yet. I'll let you add anyone that you want to in that. Uh, Rick. I, I think uh, when when I saw this title, because there were so many categories and my mind was working overtime last night, you know, we had uh, a lot of long conversations yesterday about the way everything's going to happen next year. And I was trying to figure out what I'm going to do over, you know, bench presence. So I looked at all these topics and the first person that came to my mind when I saw Grifter of the Year actually was Vladimir Zelensky uh, ah. by a country mile, my Grifter, possibly of the century has to be, in my opinion, Vladimir Zelensky. When I think of how he has toured virtually and physically toured the world, rattling his little golden begging bowl for most of the governments of the uh, NATO countries, America, Australia, Ireland, the UK, he's been everywhere. The money's starting to run out with him now. Uh, America has said that they're stopping the funding for the Ukraine-Russia war. And even after the uh, October the 7th attacks in Israel uh, that spurned on the, the war uh, between Israel and uh, Palestine, Zelensky wanted to try and make it out to Israel, also to Tel Aviv, to stand with Netanyahu to keep his grifting public profile up because he could almost see the millions being diverted away from Ukraine and into the coffers of Israel in terms of US defense support. So the guy is absolutely shameless. And the fact that he dresses uh, in those khaki trousers and the same t-shirt trying to make himself look like you know a, a poor war-torn general when in fact he's been buying yachts and property all over the world that guy makes me literally want to vomit vladimir zelensky so he in my opinion is head and shoulders above everybody in the grifting category to be honest, I can't argue with that at all. Um, yeah. I, he hasn't he isn't the person that I put, but imagine being an absolutely terrible actor and then suddenly mm -hmm. basically oh. being just gifted billions and billions of money from around the world for mm -hmm. having absolutely no talent and basically mm -hmm. being off your head. On, on on cocaine most of the time so he, mm -hmm. he he has to get the award my 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 thought because it was such a recent one was the photo of zuby uh with piers morgan oh. after claiming he was the was the uh you know i'm all about honesty and transparency and mm -hmm. uh yeah happy to have a smiling selfie with piers morgan and uh before that elon musk uh i said my prediction for next year is he'll be smiling with tony blair next uh mm -hmm. in an interview with him so let's uh, let's see let's see what the new mm -hmm. year brings for zelensky mm -hmm. and zuby i'm sure we have got more grifting to come from both of them no uh, we've got to take a we've got to take a yeah, break now for the headlines when we come back great category i've got so many nominations here, Villain of the Year at TNT Radio. Today's News Talk Radio. I like hearing the news. news. A lot of news. TNT Radio News. Top of the hour, every hour. TNT. Matt Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. The White House has failed to name a single thing it's doing to combat the record surge in illegal immigrants. President Joe Biden has publicly declared Donald Trump an insurrectionist. And despite repeatedly denying he had anything to do with his son's foreign business dealings, new records released by House Republicans this week show President Biden exchanged emails with one of his son's business associates, not once or twice, but a staggering 54 times. On air and on the app. I listen on the app. Stay up to date around the clock. I listen, therefore I know. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. 
Yeah, welcome back. We're still doing it. We're still doing the awards. Mm. We're trying to keep it lighthearted here for Rick's last day. Uh, I'll put this one over to you, Villain of the Year. I think I've got about 10, 10 possible suggestions here myself. I don't think I've decided exactly who I want to give it to yet. What do you reckon, Rick? Well, I have somebody, again, uh, it's a weird one. It's almost like a word association game where you're not supposed to think about it too much. So you see all these categories that you give uh, yeah. without thinking too much. When I looked at each one, bang, it was the case of who was the first person uh, that sprang yeah. to mind. And I'm going to tell you the first person that sprang to my mind. But before I do, just a quick shout out uh, to some of the comments in the live chat as well. You guys are really enjoying uh, these awards this morning. And you know what? I, I don't know whether to be flattered are uh, really disappointed that possibly, Natalie, if we work this job for another 10 years, maybe receive all the accolades ever when it comes to broadcasting, I think the thing that we will be most remembered for is that explosive diarrhea story <laughs> on the plane. All the research that True. we do, it's... all the variety that we try and bring. No, it's those are the guys that did the that, plane story. That, ex that could be our that explosive story wins all. That literally it was an literally an exploding news story but for all the wrong reasons but i don't want to linger too much in that one because <laughs> it'll cement our legacy even further but for villain of the year first person that came to my mind actually was the so-called justice minister for ireland helen mcintee uh, she uh, to my mind is doing untold damage to ireland uh, has been doing untold damage to Ireland. Uh, Ireland is a much less safe place as a result of her uh, position in the so-called justice minister role in the Irish parliament. Uh, she is uh, a menace, I believe. She is completely devoid of all emotion. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on in her head. I don't know if she's dealing with personal issues. She just seems to be a Terminator-esque type individual. And for me, uh, in term, and I mean, I, I could take my pick from most of the Irish government here. You think of Leo Varadkar, Mayhol Martin, Roderick O'Gorman, Norma Foley, the list goes on and on. But the one that snaps to my mind, Natalie, the one person that jumps to my mind is Helen McEntee, who I've described many times as a, a, a menace and a, yep. and a danger to the people of Ireland. Uh, so she would take my villain of the year yep. award just because she's the first person that really sprang into my mind. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I'll tell you some of my suggestions um, mm -hmm. and I've made my decision on who I'm going to give it to. But mm -hmm. obviously you have the Philip Schofield, Hugh Edwards, Russell Brand. Mm -hmm. For many people, mm -hmm. they could go up for villain of the year. Mm -hmm. Justin Trudeau, of course. Jeremy yes. Vine, just just for being Jeremy Vine. Oh, so um, I'd put Zelensky in that category. Gary Lineker, mm -hmm. Rishi Sunak, mm -hmm. of course. Andrew Tate has to be up there for me as well. Boris Johnson, Sadiq Khan, Piers Morgan. But the one I am going to give it to uh, has to be. I, I just don't think there's ever going to be a man that makes my skin crawl um, as much as this is Matt Hancock. Uh, yes, he mm. went in. I'm a celebrity uh, last year, but everything about him the covid inquiry he's done uh you know that the 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 he's basically just uh the so sociopathic absolutely um you know interviews he's done this year as well he is not sorry he's not remorseful and uh he continues uh he could have been up for grifter as well but yeah my villain of the year definitely matt hancock so we mm. can have a, a joint one there with helen mcintee uh and now a bit more a bit more upbeat hero of the year rick uh what did you instantly think of uh when we thought of the more positive one 
You know what? It's strangely, it's almost like the reverse of what you've just done with villain of the year. For me, villain of the year, and, and when I named Helen McEntee, then I, I rattled off the names of all the other Irish cabinet ministers, the the, the Taoiseach and the Tonish, the Varadkar uh, and, and uh, Michael Martin, all those guys then followed in after that. Strangely, when it came to hero of the year, I couldn't think of anybody that stood out in my mind, not because there wasn't any, but because there's so many people out there that are just doggedly getting on with life. And for me, the people that I'm drawing most inspiration from, I suppose, are people that none of you know. They're people that I know in my personal life, all right? And I don't want to name them or dox them, their full names live on air, but I know people that are just getting on with things, the unsung heroes, people that are doing jobs that other people don't want to do. Maybe there's people listening in in the live chat, and you're one of those people out there as well, and again, without naming any names. But for me, the real heroes are the people that just get on with things, do their job, they, they, they grind it out and, and they do it with minimal fuss, minimal complaint, and still they'll have a smile on their face for you and they'll still uh, make you laugh whenever you're feeling down, even though they're going through hell themselves. So I'm just thinking of a few people in my own personal life here. And like I said, I don't want to embarrass them and name them live on air, but those are the ones that that I think of, but then that would then set me off on another list that I could name, you know, 100 people easily that have done great things this year, but it's the unsung heroes this year. So there are several of them and they shall remain unsung, but if they're listening in, they know who they are. Yeah, absolutely. And funny enough, on my notes, I've put something very, very similar. I put mm. no celebrities. That's the main thing for mm. me. No mm. hero of the year. It doesn't have to be anyone uh, that's trying to either make money or they're a big name. I've just put normal people who are not complying, who are fighting against tyranny, who are working hard and just getting on with their life. For me, you're the real heroes. It, it, it's not the people making multi-millions who are, who are trying uh, to tell us what to do or or follow them or or big names on social media uh, i noticed uh, wayne in the online chat said my hero of the year has to be abby roberts after her arrest outside the covid mm -hmm. inquiry um there is somebody uh for me that i did want to mention he's one of my favorite um uh accounts on x and uh, it's, uh, it's not even a freedom fighter, but J7Health Javino, um, you might have seen him. He uh, is a, a personal fitness trainer, but he trains people who've had serious strokes or heart attacks or disabilities. And the videos he shares bring a tear to my eye. These are people that can barely take a step. Uh, who can barely sometimes raise their arm. And uh, he does the most amazing job. Um, and, uh, you know, these people probably might not be here if it wasn't for him. And uh, if you ever want to be inspired or you ever want to feel happy, those are the type of heroes of the year for me, those people out there doing that. So I just wanted to oh. give him a shout out because he oh. is he has put a smile on my face throughout the year and uh, lovely to see him doing the good work that he is mm -hmm. uh move it moving on or actually should we take a should we take a quick break now and then we can try and get the last ones in yeah rick before, well before afterwards yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. we'll try to do that murray can we uh take a break now and then we've got the last four uh that we will do uh after the break here at tnt radio give me a minute with tnt radio's steve malsberg this was simone sanders back in 2016 november to be precise in my opinion we don't need white people leading the democratic party right now this was her last week on her own msnbc show uh, i don't know i haven't heard a high crime or misdemeanor yet i, I completely understand 
Are you going to let me answer the question, ma'am? I know you're a Democrat operative. You work for a Democrat consultant oh, now, firm. All right, Congressman. Let's do it then since we're here. We are out of time, but we're going to do it. I used to, I did used to um, advise, I did used to advise a number of individuals. I've also advised some corporations and companies, but here I'm just here to be an advocate for the viewer. And I will ask you one last time, what is the evidence that the committee has that Joe Biden, while he was president, committed a high crime misdemeanor or treason? Well, you have to ask yourself, ma'am, why does a vice president or a president get $40,000 through a, a Chinese communist corporation that's all been right well obviously. with that thank you all very much congressman it's always a pleasure but you just can't come on here and lie Simone Sanders only survived her racist we don't need white people remark back in 2016 because she's a radical leftist and she eventually got her own show and now she's able to tell a white male Republican congressman that he's a liar after she cuts his mic off only in America Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TNT. Here's a bushfire fact. Bushfires can occur without warning. So if you're traveling during bushfire season, here are three simple steps to remember. One, check the fire danger rating before you go. The higher the fire danger rating, the more dangerous the conditions. It may be safer to replan your trip. Two, think about the area you're going to and what you would do if a fire started. How would you escape the area if you needed to? And where would you go? Check if there's a neighborhood safer place. Three, it's dangerous to drive through smoke or fire. If you can't find a way to avoid the fire, park in a cleared area, face the car towards the fire and turn the engine off. Then lie on the floor and cover yourself to protect yourself from radiant heat. Live bushfire ready. For more helpful tips, visit myfireplan.com.au today. This is a place for crazy people. Natalie Cheel and Rick Munn. Thank you, listen. TNT. Mm. Always good to uh, shout out positive stories anyway. And uh, Wayne's put a couple more um, contributions here for the hero. He said, activist Francis O'Neill has done great things day after day, campaigning via yellow boards. Absolute legend. Also added, uh, let's not forget Bob Moran and his amazing cartoons, which have slaughtered the establishment. So good to keep up on the positive theme. We will move now, Rick, to most shocking event of the year. I'll pass it over to you. What was the one that you instantly thought of? Well, it, it, strangely, as I was thinking about it and made a quick note down, someone actually has mentioned a person in the live chat in relation to a hero of the year. So these two almost bleed in together. And what I'm going to say is, uh, in terms of an actual shocking event, the thing that has shocked me most this year has been gross miscarriages of justice or times when no justice has been served at all. You think about the like of Venables, who was the, the one of the kids who killed James Bulger. Uh, he was repeatedly let, let out. He was uh, kept being found guilty of uh, potential child abuse or child porn, and he kept being renamed and given a new identity to protect him at the taxpayer's money. Stuff like that uh, boggles my brain. But uh, in the live chat, uh, Enoch Burke got a shout out. He's the teacher in Ireland who's yeah. currently banged up in Mountjoy Prison 
over the Christmas period, he's done over 200 days in jail now in Atlee because he refuses to back down and refuses to stop going to his place of work to do his job that he's employed to do, which is teach children because the school don't want them there because of his refusal to accept their transgender ideology. So he's doing 200 days uh, in my joy. So actually a massive shout out of respect to him uh, for doing that, but also he falls into this shocking category more so than a story of miscarriages of justice. Given that in Ireland at the minute, there are men who are being uh, convicted, are not found guilty of assault, uh, assaulting women, assaulting children, assaulting people in public places, downloading and distributing child pornography. They're yeah. walking free from Irish courts with suspended sentences while we have a teacher here who's locked up for over 200 days in Mountjoy prison because he's standing for his beliefs. And I'm also thinking of the, the, the people that were sentenced to 18 to 20 years in America for their part in the so-called January the 6th insurrection. Some people just were there that day. They walked into the building. They had placards. And some of them have been rounded up and are doing, you know, 15, 20 year yeah. jail sentences for this. Yeah. While murderers and abusers and child abusers are walking free. So my answer to that, I suppose, in a roundabout way, most shocking story is just the general miscarriages of justice. I'm finding yes. it very hard to process that at the minute because yeah. it is actually happening. It's not an, a figment of my imagination. This is happening as we speak. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've put um, a couple of uh, suggestions. I think the most shocking event of the year, I mean, I've turned it rather funny after your serious uh, mm. uh, suggestions, but obviously the Karamak bar being discontinued yes. has got to be right up there. Uh, people putting their Christmas trees up early November. That was a big one for me. Uh, the fact that I made it uh, almost three months sober uh, uh, at the oh, start of the year, that, that, that is a shocker. That, that would have been like inconceivable at the start of the year. And uh, yeah, I will have a, a couple of drinks over Christmas, but I am starting again at a dry January. Uh, mm. Xmas just became a bit too much for me, I'm afraid, mm. this time of year. Not my favourite. Back to a dry January. Um, I've also said the COVID jabs is still really the most shocking story, really, that the COVID jabs and the boosters are still being pushed and the lie is still being sent um, out uh, and the consent letters but actually the one that I chose as number one for me uh, normally I think me and Rick are very very good at predicting the news most things uh, you know funnily enough we will say them a couple of weeks before or we'll have an idea the one story all year that came up for me that I couldn't quite believe was David Cameron coming back into politics on that day mm -hmm. I literally remember looking at my phone thinking you know, WT what the hell's going F, on? What yeah. what this th that was crazy for me. I never predicted it. I didn't see it coming. Um, but yeah, so for me, most shocking event of the year, uh, that would be David Cameron and his return. And uh now we now we have a team, Tony Blair. Oh, I, I have back. Yeah, have go an on. Honorable, an honorable shout out. It's not the most shocking story, but the most shocking sight for me this year was actually witnessing you, Natalie eating olives in uh, Bath <laughs> in June. It's something that will never leave me. So Natalie eating olives, if any of you ever... But, but by the way, I'd just like to say, it's not Bruce my yourselves. fault. You know, they were the really Bruce big yourselves. olives with the stone in the middle. I don't think yeah. Rick had ever seen Watching her gobbing out olive stones into a dish while you're trying to eat a pizza. Trust me, it's a shocker.
It's an absolute shocker. So if you're ever going to eat with Natalie, make sure you're facing away from her, especially if she has a humongous bowl of bloody olives sitting in front uh, of her. That's my top TNT tip for next year. I do love olives. I'll be eating lots over Christmas, I promise. Ah, oh, don't. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but great, there's only one for this. And I'm sure me and Rick are going to say the same person. Uh, I d actually, I did say one other, uh, but funniest online chat contributor of the year. Uh, it can only be one, can't it? There could be only one. Uh, there was a there was a, a, a film called Highlander back in the day. Funnily enough, uh, set in Scotland. No no connection was intended with this one, but the strapline in Highlander, which was made back in the eighties, was there can be only one. So when it comes to the most funniest uh, chat contributor of the year, at least for me anyway, it has to be the one and only the potato picker himself, Mr. Jock yeah. Herrer. Some of the yeah. things that he says creases us up in the best possible way. And most it of does. it cannot actually be repeated live <laughs> on Earth. There's in even fact, one today the, if you want to go. Yeah, if you want to go today, back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one today we wanted to a, read out, but I'm not sure. A blinder. He came out with a blinder with today. Uh, there was a comment he made last <laughs> during the week about uh, sleeping on the couch. I'm not going to say any more, but Jock, if you're listening in this morning, and I did see you in uh, the, the live chat, and there's a lot of people leave a lot of very funny comments in the live chat, but Jack, Jock is just something else altogether. So big love to you, my friend. Uh, yeah, and he's been uh, he's been on here faithfully as well. And uh, he does make a lot of people laugh in the, in the best possible way. So for me, it has yeah. to be J.H. Jock here. Yeah, and what what great timing this is, by the way, because most loyal online chat contributor of the year is next, and guess who is on the phone, Rick? Oh, to we've speak got a caller to right now. Guess no. who it is? It's got. It's only it's little Carol. Just no. right in time, right in time. Wow! For the uh, most loyal online chat contributor of the year. Hello, Carol. Are you there? Uh, are you Natalie? Yeah, me. Hiya. Hiya. Really, especially. Oh, did Hello. you? I'm I, so glad thought, you did. I, I, I stopped ringing in because the last time I phoned in, I nearly took the station down because you were rehearsing for TNT on the telly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I remember. I everything yeah, I know. So I thought, oh, buddy, I'm going to take the station down. Better not do that. So no, I'll take the station down. I'll ring you up. Oh, man, it's that's so nice. It's good to hear your voice. Yeah, well, we're trying to, well, we're hoping that you uh, were listening in this week, Carl. And uh, Ivan uh, sent me a little message just to say to give you a little shout out, uh, which we were going to do. And hopefully you heard that earlier on in the week. But it is really, really nice uh, to hear no, your I voice again, it. especially because... Yeah, this is yeah. well, there you go. Uh, we'll, we'll do it again. Uh, not only getting a shout out, but uh, you're actually live on her as well. So it is lovely to have you back on again, albeit briefly before the end of the show. Yeah, absolutely. And while you're on, Carol, I can read out because you can add anyone as well, Carol, for this one, because you are often on the online chat. These were my uh, uh, suggestions. And to be honest, I, 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 I can't give it to any one person. I said Mazzy and Holly. Uh, little Carol, of course, you're on my list. Of course, you you were going to be there. Marley Bites, Jeff oh, Rowe, Ivan Phillips, Spyro Gyro, Lisa Anto, Lone Pilgrim, Jane Black, Skippy. Um, anybody else to mention, guys? Because, uh, you know, the, we've had some wonderful, wonderful people on the online chat who keep us going and have uh, made this show such a pleasure to do and uh, so much fun. Yeah, thank you, Carl. 
No worries. Happy Thanks, Christmas, Carol. everybody. Listen, oh, you have a Christmas. fantastic Christmas, Bye, and everybody. hopefully you'll tune in again in 2024 and have a very happy new year as well, okay? So well. that's happy Christmas and happy new year to you, Carl. Thanks. Yeah, that's great. I actually, I actually have Natalie. Uh, there's two people that came to my mind uh, when it came to this award. And let me uh, be very, very clear on this. Everybody that's on the live chat, uh, we respect and value your opinion, even the people that disagree with us, because we do use it as a gauge, you know, uh, to, to get feedback and to try and keep things improving. But you mentioned Holly. And you mentioned Mazzy, and I'm going to give yeah, those, those two the first uh, my two. Yeah. my those two get yeah, my job for this reason. Two. Yeah, for this yeah. reason and this reason only. They have been on since day one on the live chat, and they have been on pretty much every day since day one on the live chat as well. And I know Anto has been listening to, for example, TNT right from the start, and he's been contributing in the live chat. But just in terms of constant consistency yeah. and loyalty from day one, pretty much without missing a beat. Uh, Holly and Mazzy, absolutely yeah. massive. Uh, I TNT agree. They were the first two on my list yeah. too. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, you get our award, guys. We really, really do appreciate it. And it was important for me and Rick at the end of the year to say a big thank you. Because honestly, uh, without you guys in the online chat, this show would be much, much harder to do. You give us so many ideas. And uh, it's really lovely to hear the feedback as well. So we really appreciate it. But you have you to fight. You're going to have to fight to keep that position, guys. You can't just rest in your yeah, no, you're gonna, there's, you're more, gonna... there's more people coming on this year. And to be honest, yeah. if we were to reset the timer from uh, three months ago, maybe you wouldn't get it because there's other people that are on there even more active now. But for me, because of its length of service and consistency on a daily basis right from the start, and as I say, honourable shout out to Anto and also Jethro as well. Those guys have been yep. listening into uh, TNT yep. right from the station started. I know a lot of you have. So uh, again, the unsung heroes, maybe there's even people listening today. They've never been on the live chat and they've never called in, but they've been listening right from the start. Yes. So just Genu genuinely, 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 massive respect to everybody that does tune in and contribute because you do drive this thing forward. So that's my that's Absolutely. my uh, most loyal contributors of the year. Yeah, and we've got the last one, and we are coming up to the end of the show, so we timed it quite well. I don't know how we manage this when we're completely <laughs> unscripted, but we've managed yeah. it somehow anyway. Uh, most cringe-worthy moment of the year. And yes, I guess diarrhea of the plane could, could, could still be up there for, for that one. But we're gonna we're gonna do a different story, Rick. What do you think? What's your well, what's your first thought on most cringeworthy moment of the year? Well well this is something that happened literally uh well I, I will say the first thing that came to my mind was anything that Rishi Sunak says or anything that Rishi Sunak does makes me cringe. It makes me wince. He is so shallow and fake and so incapable of connecting with people on a human level. You can tell everything is almost like a staged act with Rishi Sunak. So I would have to say that anything that Rishi Sunak has said or done this year, literally not like, has made me cringe. But there was a tweet yesterday that was put up by James Cleverly. And James Cleverly is a oh, recent appointment. He's awful. the Home Secretary. Check this one out. This made, it's it's actually make, look, I'm, I'm sitting with my shoulders bunched just talking oh. about it. Uh, here's, here's his tweet yesterday. He said, boat crossings are down. That's it. That's the tweet. That's what he actually wrote on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what? Boat oh, crossings are down. That's it. it. 
That's I the tweet. I saw you were talking that's about the video he, no, that, that he made. No, that's what oh, he said. Not... He actually said, that's it. That's the tweet. I'm, those aren't my words. That's his words referring to what he said himself. And he put a little screenshot up here to say that there has been a, quote, really significant drop, unquote, of small boats crossing the channel this year. No figures. No facts were provided. He just came on Twitter and he said, the crossings are down. And then he actually said, that's it. That's the tweet. That just made me hunch up in uh, disgust, quite frankly. So fair well, play to I Cleverly. thought it was the video you were talking about. No, I didn't so see his video. video. He, oh, no, you've got to go see this. He's put a video about, about terrorism. So he's walking around the Christmas market saying, I hope you will go enjoy Christmas and you have a nice time at the Christmas markets, but you should always be on the alert for terrorism and give the police a call if you see uh, something something dodgy at a Christmas market. Honestly, you've got to see it. People are just like, are you actually joking? <laughs> you know, the government not saying happy Christmas. It's like, happy terrorism. Watch your back. Watch your back. Watch your Be back. careful at the markets in case you get blown up. And, and here's yeah. the thing. Maybe this is, a, maybe this is a, a foreshadowing of what will be coming in 2024 because I didn't know you'd seen that video. I didn't even know about that video, but that tweet just jumped up and made me cringe yesterday. So maybe cleverly will be a lot more prominent on the I UK so. political stage next year. And if this is anything to go by, Natalie, his tweets yeah, and his videos be. are anything to go by, or Jeremy Hunt as well. Let's not forget anything that that Hunt says uh, or comes out with with his little <laughs> shit-eating grin sm smattered all over his little uh, weasel-like face. Jeremy Hunt is Mr. Cringe as yeah. well. He's a creepy, cringe-worthy little turd. So so I've got go. I've got a couple of more cringeworthy moments to worth mentioning. Uh, the policemen with their beer bellies on the bicycles. That yes. was a really cringeworthy moment. The COVID inquiry itself, that's cringe in itself. The whole thing, that's a joke. Any moment by Dylan Mulvaney, you could put any oh. any video, any any anything to do with him. Um, I put Nigel Farage's announcement to go into I'm a Celebrity. That was pretty cringe. I also put the other story that still to this day makes me cringe is bringing out a, a, a fear-mongering concrete story so kids couldn't go back to school in September. I mean, ah, the concrete's going to kill you. We've known about it for 20 years. But, you know, that, that was pretty cringe. But, no, this one is the absolute winner for me, and I think Rick might agree mm. once he hears it. The mm. most cringeworthy kind of moment of the year for me was the announcement of the Lockdown Files uh, tour with Isabel Oakenshot oh, and Toby yeah. Young and Lawrence and Melville. Fox. And Melville, yeah, too. Yeah, they were all at, I think. I think, yeah, it was... On to do this day, I, I it's still when it came up that uh, uh, it was the biggest cringeworthy embarrassment, shot. and I don't even know if that show happened and if they managed to sell enough tickets. Uh, but it was about the supposed WhatsApp lockdown. We never messages. heard about it. We never heard about it after that. It got no, such got a backlash. A that thing canceled. got such a backlash. Uh, you can bet your life if that thing had been a success, they would have wrote a book about it. They would have released yeah. a DVD about it. You would have heard nonstop about it all over your social media platforms. But the silence, I think, Natalie, speaks in absolute uh, yeah, volumes when it, it comes does. to that. And you mentioned Dylan Mulvaney as well there. Yeah, that whole Bud Light advertising campaign featuring Dylan Mulvaney <laughs> that effectively tanked the entire brand of Bud Light. That was absolute and utter cringe. And also they rebranded their blue beer cans with the, the pride rainbow on yeah. them as well. That is that is cringe on steroids. So yeah, anything yeah. relating to uh, woke advertising is pure cringe.
and I'm going to put it over to you to Enric for your last uh, moment oh. of the year. Uh, it's been an absolute blast, guys. Uh, Natalie, I have to say, she'll be back uh, next Thursday and Friday as normal with uh, Gemma. So please don't miss that. They will keep you entertained over the Christmas period. I am signing off 100%. I'll be back on New Year's Day, New Year's Day to kick off the new year with an absolute bang here in TNT. So a massive salute to you, Natalie. It's been an absolute uh, blast working with you uh, since March. Let's hope uh, we get another year out of this anyway. And you yourself have an epic epic christmas you say you hate it but we know you love it uh, so get those uh, earrings on and keep them on on until next christmas really and that's all i have to say merry christmas everyone